Hello everybody, welcome back to part 2 of episode 02 of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with host Chanel Hancock. As I was saying before, I love Russian and because I was able to get through the class that I took from Hatley in 2014 in nine weeks that gave me the motivation to want to learn Russian. And I did. And trust me, I did have a few hecklers online because they didn't understand how someone like me who's legally blind and has residual vision but not enough to reprint would be able to learn a language when in fact... You still learn in the same manner that you would learn as a child by a lot of comprehensible input. Even though children wouldn't understand what comprehensible input meant at the time because they're just absorbing all the information that they're being exposed to on a daily basis, whether it's from their friends, their family, their neighbors, their parents. Um, you know, teachers, when you first learn your mother tongue, what essentially winds up happening is that you listen and you repeat everything you hear. Sometimes that's not a good thing because if your parent likes to swear, you're going to pick that up too. And, um, but that could be corrected, of course. Um, however, You become fluent in speaking your native tongue before you even hit kindergarten. The only thing you don't know how to do is read and write yet. And then when you start to learn how to read and write, because you have 18 years to acquire a large amount of knowledge as a child and adolescent going into early adulthood. And your brain is still growing and developing and processing new bits of information. And so if you are in a monolingual environment like here in the U.S. where I know for a fact I didn't have a heritage language like Spanish or French or Russian. I just had English. I might have been introduced to Spanish in small segments whether it was on TV watching Sesame Street on PBS or whether it was, you know, listening to my former godmother, you know, speak a little Spanish here or there. That's it. I really wasn't in a Spanish-speaking community in order to pick up the language. I didn't learn it until I got to college when I was 23 years old as an adult, and that was the first time I learned a foreign language. You know, I was motivated to learn it because I didn't have a choice. I had to learn it for a degree requirement. It wasn't something that I fell in love with overnight. It took a long time for me to like Spanish because, once again, I was motivated in wanting to learn Russian and French. And so at 38 years old, I just said, what the hell? I'm going to learn Russian. I went and found Mark Thompson's Russian Made Easy podcast. And I downloaded it, and within a week and a half, I was speaking Russian. Um, I wanted more after that, and I went to YouTube, and I joined Russian groups, and I, 
I joined the polyglot community and I was embraced by a lot of people and yes I can see how me being a novelty would be something that people would see the blind girl that's you know learning Russian by the way I'm not completely blind I am legally blind which means that I do have some residual vision I can see three feet in front of me before things start getting fuzzy um, distance wise I can no longer read fine print which would be considered newspaper font which would be considered 12 size font I have to read anywhere between 36 font and 48 font and my vision is stable I have what's called retinopathy of prematurity so I am someone that I can see the bigger picture I cannot see small details so if I look up at the sky at night it's midnight blue the moon is out it's either a full moon a quarter moon a half moon I can tell you that you ask me where's the constellation Leo you can forget it I wouldn't be able to tell you that because that's too small so this is the type of um description I'm going to give you about my, my my vision because I was born one pound 13 ounces on June 1st 1977 in Cleveland Ohio and I was born three months premature so they had to do surgery on my eyes to move um, two cataracts and there was two surgeries in order to save the sight that I have and I used to be able to read small print but the older you get the more you lose it and because I was straining to see things and do things that I could no longer do because, you know, the more you strain your vision to, to read, the more you lose it. And, and I lost a lot of it like within eight months time, a year, year and a half's time um, trying to use a handheld magnifier to read clothing tags on the back of clothes and keters at uh, Marshall's department store where I was working as a fin team room attendant. So... I did try, and I will say this, while I was working at Marshall's, because we had Hispanic people there to practice Spanish, and they were quite amazed that I knew some Spanish. Um, however, I just had a confidence problem. Yo hecho muy bueno, um, grande, confidencia problema, cuando hablando lo... Um, uh, personalis. So, you know, I, I did have a, a problem speaking with people and, and that was because it wasn't a language that I particularly loved. I liked certain aspects of it. The food, the culture, the dancing, the music. That was it. Speaking it? No. So, my motivation was still in the back of my head. I want to learn Russian. So I did. I learned it by myself and I only spent... $150 to get the Michelle Thomas course and I went to the library dude I I use free resources I wasn't gonna spend money having someone teach me anything um, you know I could speak at a B1 B2 level in Russian yes do I still make mistakes after three years yeah but that's okay because I'm okay with that and it's not like it's the end of the world for me now I'm learning French You know, I find French to be a very magnificent and beautiful language. I love the history. I love the literature. I love the food, especially the desserts. I love the wine. I, I love 
Perry and Nice and I would love to go to Paris one day and just soak it all up and speak French and 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 yes, I understand. I'd go shopping if I could afford to go to Hermes. And their purses are expensive, but yes. I mean, that's my motivation. I want to be able to go to these countries and speak these languages and meet up with people that I've met online. And I would hope that one would want to take that type of journey with me to to want to learn a language like French. People say that it's difficult. Well, French is the only language so far in the Romance family of languages that I happen not to get mixed up with Spanish. I did take a crack at Brazilian Portuguese. Uh, I wasn't very good at it, but I took a stab at it for six weeks and then found out I really wasn't as passionate about it as I thought. So I decided to drop Brazilian Portuguese and go with Italian because I like Italian cinema. And that's what's making me motivated to to want to learn how to speak it. I love Italian food. And I also wanted to learn Dutch because of the cinema aspect. And I wanted to be able to communicate with people and make friends. And I was inspired by the cinema aspect, the arts, the literature. I'm a bookworm. I love books. My favorite book. Moi, favorite book. Um... Etra Les Miserables. Um, it's a beautiful story, and I I just love the French language, and the people, and the culture, and the history, and that's another reason I'm motivated to learn. I want to speak. Les Français Lingois avec vous. C'est possible. Mes et mes amis. Je viens me Pourquoi? Magnificent experience avec pratiquer extra beautiful lingua pas extra très spécialement lingua savoir et parler avec vous mes amis au revoir. Bonsoir. But yes, see, I'm motivated because people inspire me. I inspire me. And I hope that you can find inspiration in someone's language journey. I mean, I'm going to be honest, my problem with funny French materials, je ne sais. Problema un lenguaje material un f- 
français lingua. And, and I can. I can find lots of materials in French. I can turn my Star Trek into French. My Lord of the Rings in French. Any movie I have into French. And I can watch it over and over and over and over again. That is the... Très facile experience. Un parler être une manifestante lingua. Être parler est très bon. Avec moi, mes amis, des Français. Yeah, so I mean, I enjoy it. I love it. I don't mind it. And right now, I'm actually focusing on more of my French right now. And I think I'm going to concentrate for an entire year on speaking French. And I want to set a bar. I want to be able to speak at a high intermediate level by this time next year. And I think I will be able to. Um, I practice every day. Um, se voir quoi moi vocabulaire. Etre très limité, mignon. Ma, j'avoue, Improvement. Un parler. Etre très un manifestant lingua. De français. Les français lingua. Merci beaucoup, mes amis. Prends-vous tempo ce soir. In my experience, I've been studying a little bit every day, and I improve every day. And I only use Michelle Thomas right now, because I need to get through the whole total Michelle Thomas. So that's my goal, and I'm listening to podcasts in French, I'm listening to other people, I'm on WhatsApp speaking with people, um, you know, I know I'm going to make mistakes because it's not my first language, English is, and that's okay, I don't mind, you know, I learn by ear, I'm not a visual person, I'm also teaching myself French Braille. And, you know, so I can be able to read and write in that language. And, you know, that's fine with me. I have a Braille display. I could put it in Braille French. And I know the alphabet. I know my numbers up to a certain point. And I know my days of the week. And i got to remember my months of the year. Okay, fine. I'll get to my colors. I'll get to a whole bunch of other stuff later. But I want to be able to communicate. And that's what's important to me. And if you feel hell-bent on wanting to learn a language. Just take the first step. Go to the library. Find a Pimsleur or Ossimil. Find a Michelle Thomas, if you're an audio learner. Um, find a teacher self. You know, th- those are really cheap here. Um, find a living language. Those are cheap. It's like for the whole um, beginning 
uh, intermediate advanced course is like 50 bucks at like Barnes and Noble. Um, and they have it in French and they have it in any language you want, you know, and, and just start. That's the part that's the difficult part for people is beginning to speak. Just do it. So you mess up. Bonsoir, mes amis. Comment allez-vous? Ce soir, être très ou magnificente. Soit, je voudrais parler vous. Salut, monsieur et mademoiselle. Je suis très bonne, monsieur et madame. Je voudrais parler vous. Salut. Voulez-vous pratiquer les français lingois avec moi ce soir? C'est Avez-vous un tempo à pratiquer avec moi ce soir? Je voudrais faire C'est possible. Merci beaucoup. Monsieur et madame Pour voulez-vous à pratiquer avec moi les français lingois. Être une magnificente expérience pour moi, l'hiver, ce soir, avec vous. Au revoir. Merci beaucoup. Monsieur et madame. Now, I wouldn't have been able to say all that if I wouldn't have put the time and the effort and if I wouldn't have been motivated. And that is something that you have to have. Passion. You have to live, eat, breathe, drink these languages like they're your life. Your life force. You wake up and want to speak it. You go to bed and want to stream it. You want to eat it, taste it, feel it as much as possible. My inspiration is watching people take the first initial step to speaking. I get such a thrill listening to people say, Hello, how are you? My name is, I am from, nice to meet you. I mean, if you just say that, somebody will be so happy 
because you're taking the time to learn who they are and what they're about as a people. Everyone wants to learn English because that's not their native tongue. And I definitely can subscribe to that. And I would never knock anybody for it. But coming from a monolingual environment where English is the primary language, I have to say, if I can speak any other language other than my mother's tongue every day, it would be French and it would be Russian. And I would just be in a language bathtub where I could just soak in everything. All day, every day. I mean, if I had the opportunity to go to Middlebury, trust me, I would go for it and want to be fluent in French, want to be fluent in in Russian. Look, by the time those seven weeks were up, I would be like, can I do another session? Because I wouldn't care that my head hurt. The fact that I was able to break through that fourth wall to speak Spanish for two hours was amazing. I haven't spoken Spanish in 16 years, but I did it with somebody from Mexico recently, and my head was killing me after it was over, and I literally could not speak any other languages, including English, because of that reason. So, but I motivated myself to speak it because I promised the person I would help them, and I found out that, you know, they were being conceited, and so I pretty much said, you know what, you wanted someone to teach you something. I can't teach you a language. You have to want to teach yourself a language and learn. I can help you improve upon certain things. But that's not my job to teach you the language. It's your job to learn the language. And I truly do agree with some of my polyglot friends on that one. Because people want you to teach them something. And it just doesn't work like that. And then... If you are a professional teacher out there, um, and, you know, language exchanges are great, but if you're um, starting out and you're trying to get income coming in, you have to be rigorous about it and let people know, I'm going to do 15 minutes for free, and then after that, this is how much I charge. Because they have to know that your time is precious. Um... You know, you have a life, you have bills to pay, you have an internet bill and light bill to pay just like everybody else. And so that's something that, you know, you might want to let them know about Um, in the beginning. Just, you know, I mean, because people are motivated to seek you out. I know they are me and I have to let them know that, you know, I'm a professional TEFL instructor and I, I have to get paid for my work. Um, Not everything is going to be for free. And I also have to say, if you're motivated to learn English as an example, you have to want it and you have to practice speaking every single day or you're not going to get better at it. You're going to be stuck at the same spot that you're at because you want to resort back to your native tongue and that's not cool. Um, I have to say that it is quite frustrating when someone tells you that they're at a B1, B2 level and you're sitting up there, okay, we're going to have a conversation about the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going to have a conversation about, you know, what's going on in that person's life. No, we're not having a conversation about LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers or that person's life. 
because their English is not developed very well. What their B2 level is in is in reading comprehension. Reading and writing. It's not in speaking and listening comprehension. And so, you have to start all over. And it becomes very frustrating because, you know, this person said that they've been learning for this many years and come to find out that wasn't the case. And I'm a very patient person, but I I have to say, as a fellow language learner, I learn independently. I don't take classes on ice hockey. I can't afford it. I'm I'm disabled. I'm on disability. So I have to do things that's within my budget. And I have a guide dog to worry about. I have myself and my rent and bills. So I really do not have the funds to pay money for people to, you know, um, tutor me in, in all the languages I want. I mean, I'm too busy trying to get my language learning um, enterprise off the ground myself. And so a lot of my time is going into, you know, creating a website and, and trying to get funding and, you know, if people want to comment on any of these um, podcasts, feel free to come on my page, Chanel Patrice Hancock, anchor.fm, and, you know, leave a comment, a show idea, you know, in order to make my show be better. And, you know, I want to do whatever it is you guys want to talk about. I want to answer your questions. And so, you know, if you can subscribe to my podcast, that would be great. If you can give me a review, you know, negative, positive, you know, it would help more people be able to find me in the internet universe, in the podcast universe. I would really appreciate it. Um, Also, um, you know, if you have questions, if you, you know, I'm good at getting information and getting back to people right away. So I don't mind answering your language learning questions. Um, I came at this as an independent learner. Um, I don't have a degree in linguistics or translation and interpreting. I have a theater background. I come from the film world. Um, I have my certification to teach English as a foreign language, and I might consider getting my master's degree in translation and interpreting. Um, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> uh, I'm still debating between that and debating between, um, like, Russian, period. Um, I haven't decided. But, yeah, that's my background. Um, you know, I've worked with people that are developmentally disabled. You know, I've communicated with them in basic sign language. I do know a little bit of American Sign Language at the basic level. Um, you know, I've worked as a teacher's assistant in art classes, um, you know, helping disabled people. I've volunteered my time at um, Project Learn here in Akron, Ohio, helping people with their English, ranging from ages 18 to 65. So, 
I do have some experience. Um, I my advice is going to be honest uh, from my point of view because that's all I can go off of. You know what I've experienced. Um, I can say that with some of the languages that I'm learning, guess what? I do have problems finding audio material unless it's a movie on Netflix, which Netflix is my friend. YouTube is my friend. TuneIn Radio is my friend. I can find music. I can find podcasts. Um, But, you know, unless I'm able to have print material in Italian or Dutch or in French or Russian, guess what? Um, I won't be able to read it with my Braille display um, in Braille and save it to an SD card. And no, I can't read PDFs. And a lot of times people put their stuff in PDF format and I can't read that to save my life. Um, You know, there are things technology-wise that I have difficulty with reading captions, especially the website's not 100% accessible for my screen reader, which is voiceover. I use all Apple products um, with my Braille Edge refreshable Braille display. Maybe one day I'll do a video and I will show everybody how I go about using my adaptive equipment technology to learn languages. And, you know, I use um, my Apple TV on my, my 32-inch TV, um, you know, because I can still see the pictures and everything. Clearly, I just can't read the subtitles. And that's okay with me because I don't want to read the subtitles. I want to be able to understand what they are saying. And that is a hell of a lot more important to me than subtitles. It's a lot more important to me trying to write everything out in French or in Russian. I'm not the greatest at, you know, writing in languages. I'm more of an audio person. I want to communicate with people. So I want to be able to listen and speak. Those are the two components that I focus on more so than anything, correct pronunciation. Um, Those are the things that I do for myself as an audio learner, as someone that's a tactile learner. If If it's in print, I can read it in Braille in that particular language, but it has to be written in that language. It can't be put into English and then transferred into that language. And I mean, I'm at fault, like everybody else, I use Google Translate for a lot of things. You know, because I don't, I can't write in the language. I'm, hell, I'm, I'm visually impaired. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like, you know, I have this all figured out overnight. This, this is a work in progress. And it is a journey for me. And trust me, I get frustrated like the next person. But the difference is, I don't give up. I don't care how difficult things are, I will find a way to find whatever bit of information that I need in order to be able to succeed at language learning. And as a matter of fact, I think I might try Link this summer. I know I have an account set up with Link, and I'm going to actually try it to see how the French sounds and how the Russian sounds so I can improve upon my listening comprehension, even though I've been working on listening comprehension for three years in Russian. And I'm starting to be able to understand stuff. I'm proud of myself because I actually went on the Moscow State University website. And I was able to listen to the whole website in Russian. 
not have a sighted person around. And I was able to navigate on my computer and on my phone the Russian Moscow State University website by myself using voiceover in Russian. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that three years ago. And that was a very big milestone for me as someone that's legally blind. Some people might find that to be awkward, but for me, it's not awkward. It's something that I've achieved through a lot of hard work and a lot of practice. I went through all seven courses on memories. Well, let me say six and a half because I'm not done with year three yet. But I did one and two. I did four through seven. And I have to say, with memories, I love it. I like it better than Duolingo. I think next week I will do a a little um, evaluation on which one I like better, Duolingo or Memorize, um, because I have my own personal preference. Um, so if you know you guys have you know your own you know topics that you want to ask me about, let me know. Um, I can't say that, you know, using Pimsleur, I, I like it for, for, you know, its organization, um, set up, but it's too slow. So it kind of puts me to sleep, but I do like it. It just puts me to sleep. <laughs> um, I use it sparingly. I mostly use Michelle Thomas and I use YouTube and I use um, memories a lot and tune in radio and I am on Netflix and I, I use the speak from day one approach and I take my time and I, I get through a one and a two in about, give me about eight months. And then the other four months I'll get to a B2 level. And that's in speaking because I really want to be able to make mistakes in each level and and I might be able to get faster at learning French because I know a lot of words and and you know because some words are you know similar because they derive from French origin you know so I mean I you just put a French accent on it and learn the grammar you'll be all right <laughs> but you know that's just me though I'm being silly but I do have to say, you know, I have a really good sense of humor. I'm willing to laugh at myself. I mean, I was trying to say the word for population in Russian, and it's Nosaninia, not Mussolini. And I guess I heard the word wrong when I was listening with voiceover on, and it mispronounced it. And I identified the word population for Mussolini. And I was talking to one of my Russian friends on WhatsApp and we just started laughing because it was so funny that I had said that. And I don't mind making fun of myself and laughing at my own mistakes because, I I mean, it's a learning process. You know, I'm not going to beat myself over the head because I'm still trying to learn the first three cases in in Russian. I mean, I'm starting to get it, but you know, I can explain how it's how it's set up. 
you know, I mean, I have so much vocabulary in Russian. I just need to work on my grammar. And people are like, your Russian's gotten so much better. You're improving every day. And I was like, thank you. And I have to say, they're one of the first communities in the language learning community that welcomed me despite my disability. And I really appreciate that. And I appreciate all the other language communities, whether you're Romanian, you're from Finland, you're from Hungary, you're from Germany or France or Sweden or the Middle East or Asia. Thank you for welcoming me personally into your your language learning brother and sisterhood because this is a very interesting and group of 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 people who enjoy opening their minds to new ideas and new experiences, new cultures, new people, new ways of thought that expand your horizons. I mean, I think of things in a totally different light when I'm speaking in French and when I'm speaking in Russian. And I mean, people have come out the root words want to help me with my Portuguese, even though I'm not speaking it no more. People are wanting to help me with my French and Arabic and my my Italian and my Russian and my Spanish. And, and I'm very, very excited about that. And, you know, it just motivates me more to want to succeed at learning. And it's a lifelong journey. And I don't think I'll ever be Richard Simcott or Alex Rawlings, who speaks 15, 16 languages. Uh, no, I don't think I'll be that person. But, or persons, I... I think I might end at nine and and call it a day because I, I got to be able to maintain this. Or realistically, I might wind up at six or seven. And that's okay. Um, you know, I mean, I have six Michelle Thomas languages. I have Dutch and Russian. Um, digitally, I have French, Egyptian, Arabic, Italian, and Japanese on compact disc. And I'm just going to buy the rest of it digitally to finish it off. And, I mean, that man was a genius. And, you know, I would love to collaborate with them and Glossica. Um, Michael Campbell is amazing. Um, I have the, the the Russian. I might get the French, too. I'm actually considering dropping Italian and, and, and Dutch right now and just focusing the whole year on nothing but French because I want to get to a high intermediate level by this time, by my birth, my 42nd birthday. And I think I can achieve that. And I'm really motivated to work hard. And a lot of it is you got to have heart. You have to have heart. You have to know why. Why is the reason? I'm not doing this to find love, but if it happened, okay. <laughs> um, I'm doing it because I like it. I'm doing it because I love French. I want to travel to Paris. I want to go to Montreal. As next year is my goal to learn French, to go to Langfest 2019, to see if I would be able to speak at Langfest next year. And talk about my podcast and talk about what I'm doing and share my language learning experience after, you know, four years of independent learning by myself. 
Um, you know, and I, I want to thank everybody who has helped me along the way because you can't do it alone. You got to have support. And I do have support from family and friends. I mean, there are people that are haters and they're going to hate. But you know what? You got to think outside the box. We all live in this big global umbrella that ties us together as a global community. And in hindsight, you got to be able to speak someone else's language, to walk into that door, to be able to experience what they deal with on a daily basis. Because it's something that's pure and real and you feel alive. And I know when I go to, to practice my fringe, I feel like a different person. I actually feel very sexual and sensual and alive. You know, like I I feel like a Parisian woman from, you know, the 1960s or the 20s. And I'm a big Coco Chanel fan, even though I don't have an ounce of Chanel. My name is Chanel, and it's spelled C-H-E-N-E-L-L-E, not C-H-A-N-E-L. And, uh, you know, I have a French first name, a French middle name, and a British last name. So that tells you something. And I love British English and British cinema and my favorite two actors of all time are Vivian Lee and Sir Lawrence Olivier. I love Ray Fiennes and Eric Bana and 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 the late Alan Rickman. God bless us all. And you know, I I love um, Daniel Craig and Jude Law and. Yeah, I just, I love Hugh Grant and Colin Firth and and Elizabeth Hurley. And I, I just love all things Brit cinema. And it's just amazing, you know, because um, I studied cinema in college. And, and that's one of my loves, along with sports, basketball. And um, I'm getting into football which in the United States we call it soccer, and I'm sorry to my international friends for calling it soccer. It's football, I understand. In the Russian, it's Merikansky football, for which I don't like <laughs> Amerikansky football, but I like basketball and figure skating and swimming. Um, those are my favorites. And Zumba, I love the line dance. You know, and I love the merengue and the salsa and the lambada and, oh yeah, I'm a very active girl. So, you know, I have to say, you know, language plays a part in my life every day. I live it, I breathe it, I speak it, I dream it, I eat it. And you just have to be inspired to want it really, really bad. Because it's something that will change your life forever. Ever. And I can say, you know, I learned a lot of Russian too by listening to President Putin's press conferences and uh, Secretary Minister Lavrov's conferences. And, you know, I, I watch a lot of Russian news. I, I love Russian talk shows. Oh my God, they're awesome. Just like um, Telemundo. 
Um, Univision. I used to watch this show named El Coto de Pueblo with um, Manuel, Senior Waste, Manuel Franco. I think they discontinued the show, but it was this, this Mexican-American guy named uh, Senior Waste, Manuel Franco. He was half Mexican, half American. And then you had this black bailiff named Michael with a Spanish book in his hand. And I mean, you had people coming here talking about, you know, she slept with my husband. She, you know, stole my car. She owes me six months worth of rent. I mean, but I learned so much vocabulary by watching that and laughing so hard at it. It was, you know, it was really, really entertaining. So I always advise people, you're learning a language. Find something that you enjoy watching. You know, find an original, though, of a talk show. Don't get something that's dubbed into from English to um, the target language because, yes, you've already seen it, but you would learn more by watching something that's from that country, um, you know, because dubbing stuff from... Um, English to whatever language, it doesn't always come out right in the translation. And just listening to something that comes from the actual country of origin in their native tongue is a hell of a lot more easier. Um, I, I would search the internet. I would go to different um, websites. Oh, TuneIn Radio is another place you can go to find a lot of podcasts in your target language, a lot of um, radio stations in your target language, depending on what you want to listen to. I listen to a lot of news because I like politics. Um, I like talking about politics. I like talking about art and fashion. I love clothes and shoes and purses. Um, but yeah, I that motivates me. You know, I want to listen to Harry Potter, I listen to Harry Potter. I want to listen to Game of Thrones, I listen to Game of Thrones. If I want to listen to Metro Thwasset 3 Thwasset Pate Kinegi Series um, Fictia um, Scientifia Fictia Science Fiction I hope I said that right but it's a it's a book series called Thirty Three Thirty Four Thirty Three Thirty Five. It's by a guy named Dimitri. I forgot his last name. But it's 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 a science fiction book series, and it's produced in every language around the world. I mean, it's ridiculous. And um, I actually have it in audio format on one of my Russian apps, and I listen to that, and I. I have the Nutcracker, I have Masha and the Bear, I have um, Hans Christian Andersen's um, Little Mermaid in Russian, I have um, Igra Pastola of Game of Thrones, I have Gary Potter in Russian, um, digital and audio, um, and that took me a hard, long time to find an audio. I actually had to have friends from Russia send me the MP3 files. Because I can't find anything in Russian in audio format. And that's one of my pet peeves of language learning is that if it's a language like Russian or Arabic or something, good luck in finding 
the audio. I mean, literally, I would probably have to call a place in Russia and order it and pay a lot of money to have it sent to me. But, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to get some audio materials. But, like, because I'm working on French for an entire year, that's not a problem. I have so much French stuff. I'll be fluent in about six months. I guarantee you. Because <laughs> I'm going to probably do a version of Middlebury where I just sit there and speak French all day. And not an ounce of English until nighttime. Um, just so I can get my my head wrapped around um, French and, and, and being able to speak it. And once I get to the level I want to get to, then I'll go to another language. And I'll do the same thing for a year. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be mastery and get to like a C2 level because I don't want to. I'm not motivated to. You know, unless someone was paying me to do it, that's another thing. But because I'm doing this because I enjoy it and I find it to be a lot of fun, I'm doing it to the level that I want to. And that's another thing you need to understand is that do it to the level of comfort that you want to. Don't sit there and compare yourself to all these people who know 8, 9, 10, 12, 20, 30, 50 languages. And I guarantee you they don't know 50 languages fluently to a C2 or B2 level. I guarantee you that. Okay, that's impossible. Look, if, if somebody out there has done that, I want to meet you. <laughs> Come to Akron, Ohio. I want to meet you. At Starbucks, I'll buy you a coffee, but I'm telling you, I've not met no one that can do that. I mean, even Richard Simcott has said himself, he knows a slew of languages, but he's not fluent in all of them. He knows a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He might be A1 and one, A2 and another, B this, B that, C this. Dude, he wouldn't have a life. <laughs> If, if that were the case. And he's an amazing guy. I mean, I, I give him kudos for it. And the women that have learned languages in the polyglot community, like Ellen Javin, and I mean, she is a grammar geek. I mean, I did meet her on Facebook a couple of years ago. And she loves her grammar. And I can see why. Um, you know, and she'd be the first person to say you know, you're not going to remember every word you learn, every sentence you learn. The more languages you learn, the more you're going to forget. But, you know, as long as you love it, that's what matters. Um, you know, I love Shannon Kennedy. I love Lindsay Williams and Kirsten Cable. I mean, they've been great inspirations and, and great language learning buddies. Um, and thank you so much for all the information and taking time to answer my questions. Um, I just want to give a shout out to y'all. My good friend Chris Brohom from Actual Fluency. Thank you for being one of the first polyglots to come and listen and give me feedback on my first two episodes. I appreciate it. Um, I hope to hear from the rest of you eventually. Um, I know everyone's busy doing their own language learning project. By the way, um, Buenos Aires, um, um, 
Los Compadres, Ali E. Young, um, in your language learning project of relearning Italian. I know that Jan is learning Italian from scratch for the first time, so, you know, esto molto fantastico, experiencia de um, practicando um, palabra lingua italiano molto bene mi amiso Jan de Netherlands y Brussels so anyway but I have to say I find it to be fascinating he's actually doing it um, his Portuguese is amazing um, by the way um, however I, I have to say he is improving on his Russian and I enjoy the Russian um, drills that Lucas does that motivates me to <laughs> work on my grammar a lot more um, actually I'd love to have a conversation with him in Russian that'd be awesome I, I did want to have a conversation with him in Brazilian Portuguese, but after doing it for so long, I, and it wasn't very long, I might add, I mean, I became demotivated, like, within six weeks, because I kept missing the pronunciation so much, I kept, like, speaking in Italian one minute, and Spanish the next, and none of it sounded like Portuguese, alright? <laughs> like, I went through, like, two two years of vocabulary going on three um, for Brazilian Portuguese on memories, all for me to just butcher it like it was nothing. I mean, but I want to say to people that were helping me with it, thank you very much. I appreciate it, but right now I'm focusing on French. It's a little bit easier, dude. Obrigada. Para voice ayudarme con me. Uh, Practicara G Portuguese lingua. Moito bem, moito bem. Mis amigos e amigas. Una Brasilia. Moito obrigada. Altude. Yeah, my. <laughs> Portuguese is not that great, but one day I might come back to it. But I also had to be realistic because I'm not going to Brazil anytime soon. I don't even have my passport yet, which I plan on working on this year because I do want to go to Langfest 2019 next year. And I would love to speak um, at Langfest. That would be a great goal for me, you know, to tell my story to uh, all the people I've been talking to on on Facebook and YouTube and I finally get to meet these people which which is kind of great because it's like a uh Oichin Plahoi um 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 Fremia Zaumenia Payedu or mismo I mean not um Damn, I just did a, a code switching. Um, so basically, uh, it's a very big opportunity, I meant to say, 
for um, learning um, languages. Um, but I will say, at often times, I am so motivated to want to become better um, that, you know, I'm willing to put everything on the line to do it. Um, you know, I actually stopped talking to my friends for a while just so I can focus because sometimes the outside world can have very negative um, feelings towards people who are learning languages and, well, where are you going to speak? Especially in the African-American community where a lot of African-Americans don't speak other languages. And if they do, it's far few in between. I can guarantee you that much. I got so much um, flack for learning Russian. Oh, why are you learning that language for? Why are you learning French or Spanish? And I was like, I learned Spanish. I didn't really like it that much. It wasn't a language I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn French and Russian. And, you know, when you become an adult, the best thing about being an adult, you can make whatever decision you want to learn whatever you want and to put the time into it. And the more time you put into something, the more motivated you are, the more you love it, the better you will get. And I just stopped listening to the haters and said, screw you and kept going. And I continue to keep going because what motivates me is that I can share my story every day. I can share my language learning tips and tricks. Um, you know, I can um, give you my ups and downs on how I deal with language learning. And that would be that. So, yeah, I'm going to mess up. And I'm going to agree with... Robin McPherson, who just wrote a new book and has a website, kumabrand.com, K-U-M-A-B-R-A-N-D.com, where you can get his book and learn more about how he learned languages and, and, and how he created a system where, you know, you can be motivated to maintain your languages after you learn them. Because people talk about how to speak a language, how to learn a language, but what about maintaining it? Because if you don't, you're going to lose a lot of that vocabulary. Oh, trust me, I know. Actually, if I wouldn't have listened to... Uh, music every day in Spanish, I wouldn't have remembered 90% of what I learned. And I did that every single day for like 16 years. So I've been studying Spanish for that long. Um, unconsciously. Um, you know, I don't believe in being in a classroom learning a language because I think it's a waste of time. You're just learning grammar rules, verb tenses, and how to conjugate and talk about your likes, dislikes, and the colors, the months of the year, where you're from, you know, what you want to do. You order some food. That's about it, dude. Basically, it's a crash course to go to Mexico for like two weeks, practice what little Spanish you have, and come back home and say, hasta la vista, baby. You know, which is terrible because look at all the time you spent learning that language only to be able to speak at an A2 level. If that. 
I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> Plus, you know, I look at it as I'm not doing it to get 50 million certifications to say what my proficiency level is. Um, because I look at it like it's a piece of paper. It doesn't really measure the amount of knowledge that 